0: When the on-air mic goes off, the talk talk begins. It's Talk Talk with Martha Quinn. Blah, 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 blah. How do you say blah in Spanish? Blah, blah, blah. Blah. You put a little
1: accent with it, blah. See, <laughs> uh, it's so interesting to see how Talk Talk with Martha Quinn, our podcast, is going to start its spontaneous creativity every week. Yep, <laughs> it's just an endless spring of creativity. Well, welcome to Talk Talk with Martha Quinn. This is episode. Hang on, let me check. Episode number one hundred and twenty-six. It uh, features me, original MTV, VJ Marth Quinn, executive producer, Christy. Hey, what's going on? Morning show producer, Karina Velasquez. What's up, what's up? And this is when you hear the conversations that go on when the records are playing on iHeart80s at 103.7, and you get to really know the Marth Quinn show crew. Let me just preview today's topic. I'm going to give you a quote that you're going to hear in this podcast. I used to be petrified of death, but then I realized I was spending so much time being afraid of dying. I wasn't living and you will hear this from today's guest, but we are going to first have a word from our sponsor, which is the Marth Quinn show. This is where Christy Karina and I can be heard together Monday through Friday 6 to 10 Pacific time on I heard 80s at one oh three seven, which is a radio station In San Francisco, but can be heard anywhere online, iHeart80sRadio.com. Shout out Jason in Australia, uh, April on Long Island, who else? Sean in Chicago, took me a second to remember where Sean was, Cheryl in Arkansas. You can ask your smart speaker to play iHeart80s at 1037 on iHeartRadio. Or you can kind of go old school and listen iHeart80sRadio.com. Where else?
0: Did I cover everything? I think so. Any, yeah. smart device, <laughs> Any smart device, basically.
1: Any smart device. These newfangled terms are so uh, funny to me. So what's a smart device? Alexa, Google, what else?
0: Your TV at home, um, your car stereo. Um, Wait a
1: minute, your car stereo? Yeah, there's iHeartRadio app. Your car
0: stereo to play iHeart80s at 103.7 on iHeartRadio? Yeah, because a lot of the cars now have the iHeartRadio app installed in them. See, even if my car had this, I would never know (laughs) to say, hey, car,
1: play iHeart80s at 103.7 on iHeartRadio. Well, now you know. Well, many of the conversations that we have... Are with you when you call in, and I encourage you to, please, it's one 900 1037 and you introduce us to some of the most interesting aspects of the world that we would never have known about, like in episode number 122. Remember we talked to Tyrone? Yes. Who told us about working at Costco, and this was April... a couple of weeks after the shutdown happened and people are tearing apart stores like Costco looking for rice and toilet paper and paper towels. So it's really interesting to hear a report from the epicenter of that craziness. In episode number 144, we spoke with Huey Lewis about his new album Weather and his hearing loss. So it was very revealing to hear a rock star going through huge life changes, which brings me to today's podcast number 126 of talk talk with marth quinn a major life change wouldn't you say mm-hmm. about the biggest there is um you are about to hear a conversation that we had with leanne who called in to guess i don't know i don't remember what it was do you was it a mystery 80s tv show theme song or what did leanne call
0: in to guess i can't remember i can't remember now it was one of our games that we play in the morning
1: But we always say, like amongst ourselves, don't call the Marth Quinn show unless you want to chat. Because after, you know, Mm -hmm. it just happens naturally. You know, we're taking your email address or whatever. And then you'll say something interesting that will pique our interest and we'll follow it up with you because you're interesting. Like, for example, we asked Leanne, what are you doing today? And she said the conversation stopper of all time, or starter, I should say. This is what she said, and you'll hear the rest of the conversation.
2: I bury people for a living. (laughs) Okay, first of all,
1: did you know that Rod Stewart used to do the same thing? Really? No, I did not. Yes. Okay, so tell me everything. Tell me everything about your job. This is very, very interesting. So you bury people for a living. You help return people to the earth. Tell me more.
2: My job is basically to make sure that, you know, I approve everything to, you know, make sure all the paperwork is in order um, so that people can be buried wherever it is that they're going to be buried. It's a stressful job for sure, but it's it's an amazing opportunity to be able to help people who lay their loved ones to rest, you know? See, this
1: is what I love, what you're saying right now. You never know the roots that people are going to find to help people. I love that that's how you see it. Myself, you know, my dad was buried. My mom was not, but my dad was buried. And I remember the people there helping to place him into the ground. And it is a very heavy situation. And you want people around who are going to be compassionate and help you go through that transition. So how do you approach the families when you're going through this?
2: There's a whole bunch of different departments that people don't even realize, you know, uh, everything that's involved in it. So you know, there's people who are working with the families to make the arrangements and then there's people like me. You make sure everything is in order and ready and then, then we have, you know, there's the, the grounds people who prepare the space and then um, I do it to be able to help the the families to make sure that everything is perfect for them. It's you know it's challenging right now because of the stay in place and it's limited for people to you know under ten people to be able to either have a funeral or do the burial. And so it's a it, you know it's a it's a challenge because they have to choose people now. And so, oh man. Some families, you know, usually have like 100 people or, sure. you know, a lot of people right now, they're not able to have. It's already hard enough to lose a loved one and then to, on top of that, have a limited number of people to be able to say goodbye, you know, in at a funeral or at a burial. So a lot of them have put place things in place so that people can actually live stream, we can You know they can see it live from the comfort of their home so at least they can still say goodbye um, and and see the process but not um, you know put themselves at risk by coming out to the actual burial you know it's challenging though to say the least for, for these families and so i put everything that i can to make sure that everything is perfect to the person that they lost. So it's a stressful but amazing opportunity to be of service to the families, you know?
1: Yes. Christy, I'm totally not kidding at all when I say this, but. I honestly think that you and I would be really good at this because we're really compassionate and we're all about helping people. And I love that there's this yet new area, new venue to do it. How did you find yourself in this particular industry?
0: That's what I was wondering. How do you start? Was it like a family thing or? You know what's crazy is I, I was like over 25 years in banking.
2: <laughs> wow. Okay. I can't wait to hear about yeah, this transition. I used to be petrified of death. This job actually completed completely got me over the fear of death and now I'm like can
1: you tell me more of that how did it get you over that fear
2: i think because dealing with so many people who have lost so much you can lose so much and still have this amazing attitude or people who are you know if they're they're dying and they you know they still embrace life and so mm. i was like I'm waste, I'm wasting so much time being afraid of dying that I'm not living. So now I'm like, there's. This is all the cycle of life because nobody's getting out of here alive. Everybody's gonna right. die. So right. Um, it made me realize this. This is all the cycle of life, and this is what happens. So I wanted to do a job that I could be of service and really help people. I've always wanted to work in like the funeral and cemetery industry. I always thought it was interesting, even though I was petrified of death. For some reason, I can handle this without any issues at all, you know, because I know that I'm taking care of the families and it drives me to make sure that they're taken care of. It's pretty amazing opportunity to be able to be of service in this way. What and is your position definitely. actually
0: called? Like are you mine is,
2: is through administration so um Because I do all the paperwork for burials. There's all these different checks and measures before you can actually put, you know, be able to lay someone to rest. So I mean, do you ever have to like peek into the
1: casket and make sure, uh, you know what I'm saying? Like lift up the lid and go, you know, make sure. That's somebody else's job. (laughs) (laughs) Make sure, make sure this person is ready to go in the ground, if you know what I mean. They're not saying, hey, wait, no, 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 I was just sleeping. Yeah, great. (laughs) Okay, good. <laughs> okay.
2: Man. Yeah. Yeah, sure? there's, there's other people that check that. So if, if I okay, did good. Yeah, no, I would see. Like, That's a useful you know, they, job, I would think. Yeah, like they, you know, I never knew what dead ringer meant. And, you I know, do not know what it means. Because they used to bury people alive all the time because they <gasps> were, they didn't have the tests and stuff now that they had. So people would, uh, you know, be in a coma or something and their their pulse was so low they thought they were dead, so they'd bury them. And so they when they would do like these un- burial things they find these like death marks oh my- on the inside of the casket God!
1: oh my god see christy you thought i was
2: kidding no oh my uh-uh. yeah. god so they're, they're like trying to you know they were tra- they woke up and from a coma oh. or whatever and then so they, they oh my god. that happened so much you know back in the day that they started tying the string to people's um <gasps> toes and fingers And so, um, and the string would go up through the ground up to the top of the, you know, where the grave is and it would be attached to a bell. And then when they'd wake up and they'd move, the bell would ring and then they would, it would be called a dead ringer. And that's that's where graveyard shift came from, where they would sit out there at night. You know, they'd sit out there and just listen for the bells. And as soon as the bell would ring, they would... You know, they say we have a dead ringer, and then they're like <gasps> running and unburying the person. That oh
0: is interesting. How has this Man, never been in so a good. movie?
2: This is the <laughs> great, This
1: is the most fascinating thing I have ever heard in my life. There has to be a movie with this in a scene. That somebody has a job uh, on the graveyard shift watching out for dead ringers. Oh my God. Come on. Christy, Karina, and I, we got to write a movie about this. And Leanne, <laughs> yeah, will you consult with be, us?
0: Yeah, can you imagine I mean, them just like, oh hell, I got to get to work? <laughs> that? Yeah. yeah, that Somebody's is crazy. So, are there? Is there anything that, because you help people? In the situation is there anything that families can do like now that you're like hey everyone should know this so that way they can be prepared if they're in a situation where they're getting ready to bury a loved one or you know planning for the future is there something that you think everyone should know
2: that people should pre-plan in advance for one your family they're gonna do whatever they think you would want, at least writing it down, but then also having um, paperwork in order. The biggest challenge is that if somebody passes away, you have to get the okay from the next of kin. And if there's like eight children, you have to get the signature of every single one of them. And sometimes that's a huge challenge. So there's things that they can do, like an advanced healthcare directive that can put in place where you assign like one person to do it otherwise you have to have everybody and that becomes a huge challenge for families and then people start arguing over things and fighting over stuff so if you plan it in advance your family isn't stressed out you know after they've already lost you and it can make make it easier for the family I mean you don't care because you're gone but it's it's the people that you leave behind that become you know that end up suffering from it so when it's pre-planned it makes it so much easier for Families, they can just grieve and not have to worry about all these things that they think you might want. Or money-wise, they can't afford, you know, what you would want to do. So if you, you know, you wanted a s- special way of being buried or whatever, the families have to come up with that money as, and have to come up with the whole thing. So it becomes a financial burden on families. So,
1: well, what's so fascinating to me about what you said is that you. We're scared of everything. And that really speaks really loudly to me because I'm right in that boat. Mm -hmm. I'm scared of flying. I'm scared. When you said it, I was
0: like, you're Martha.
1: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. That's me. But that you found this way to hack your fears through this industry. Like who would think that the funeral industry would be one that would actually help heal your fears about death? It's really fascinating.
2: You know, if you're afraid of something, by actually like exposing yourself to it constantly, it takes that fear away because it's like the the fear of the unknown. Like, well, that's actually exposure therapy. That's
1: a real thing. Yeah.
2: Yep.
1: Hey, Leanne, can I ask you a question? I, I'm sorry to be really graphic, and excuse me if I if I'm being so nosy. And you say, "Oh my gosh, Martha, that's really inappropriate." But no. when you first saw um, individuals who had passed on and you saw their bodies. Was that
2: kind of freaky for you? No, it doesn't bother me at all. It's like peaceful. I don't know why. It's part of life, you know. When my, it's so my true. Grandpa- when my grandmother passed away, I stayed with her all night uh, until they. I told them because it was raining and I didn't want them to pick her up. Because she didn't like the water in her hair, you know, you just like I mean you you start to think, you know like you you know, as if she's still with me or something, but I stayed with her that night and it gives you that time to like realize this is part of life and then just you you know you you have you go through this process, and I learned that really quickly. I'm here to do a job and take care of these families, and i that drives me, you know, to to do that.
1: Well, if I was a family who was burying a loved one, as I mentioned, I, my dad was buried. My mom passed away not that long ago. She was cremated, but we did bury her ashes in the cemetery where my grandparents and great-grandparents and my uncles and just everybody back for you know literally centuries has been buried so that was kind of a oh. wonderful thing um, we just put her yeah. little ashes in the ground there and if to yep. have somebody like you on hand I think would be such a blessing for any family and I thank you so much for giving us a look inside mm-hmm. this industry everyone is interested in it but nobody has an opportunity to talk to someone like you so I really really appreciate you taking the time to open up and share with us about your life, Leanne. I think this is the most (laughs) wonderful and beautiful conversation that I can't imagine a person who wouldn't want to hear this. And in fact, the thing about you were so afraid of dying, you weren't living. That is the most worthwhile wisdom I have heard in a long time. And can I just tell you, that's me. So I'm taking your words to heart.
2: Well i have a I have a youtube channel um, what? what I'm sorry yeah it's called vm live not dead but <laughs> okay, wait hold on
1: l e i g h a
2: n n live you just if you just do Google or whatever and Leanne live, uh, you'll see and then if, you, if wait a minute, go, are you, you doing
1: how I dry my hair the fun way? Yeah! (laughs) Oh my God! That's That's so funny! I want to dry my hair a fun way.
2: I am the most insane funeral walker. I'm like I just clicked play
1: and I'm hearing "Hit Me with Your Best Shot" on your YouTube. So you're right. Okay, you want us to shout out your YouTube channel? Oh, that would be awesome. Okay, cool. We'll do it. (laughs) <laughs> yeah that's
0: awesome <laughs>
1: that's so cool I want to dry my hair yeah, in the so I way. To,
2: I t- most of the time I try to do comedy on there to relieve stress from my job so most of the time it's a funny you know right now because of COVID and stuff I'm you know it's very stressful here so um uh, some of my videos are like me being stressed out or whatever but most of them
0: are me I'm like up i'm about well, to I'm click on uh finding car. out my bird has issues <laughs> oh no
2: that's hilarious no that is so funny <laughs> i see oh, a video yeah. finding out my bird has issues my sister's oh, uh, birds have my. issues <laughs> oh yeah, my see, god you'll see my trailer it's uh, you know about getting over fears and you know, you'll, I'm, I'm, like, taking flights and trying to get, like, walking over the Golden Gate Bridge with my sister to try and get over the fear of heights. And, oh, you know, so yeah, Lamar that's of- me.
1: Woo. Well, thank you. It was so fun to chat with you. We really appreciate you taking the time. You thank are you so a treasure much. and a delight.
2: You take care. Don't work too hard. And remember, every day above ground is a good day. Oh, thank you for that that
1: wisdom. That is so true. Thank you for that. Thank you. Okay, Leanne. Leanne, everybody. Leanne live on YouTube. (laughs) It's so amazing that working in the cemetery industry helped her get over her fear of death. I thought that was so mind-blowing.
0: I mean, really, you're working around dead people all day. You have no choice. Mm -hmm. And she makes a good
2: point about making a plan. I have this discussion with my parents all the time. I always say, make a plan, let us know what you want, let us know what your wishes are, how we can find stuff, uh, everything that we need, God forbid anything should happen, but always plan ahead. Oh yeah.
1: It is so helpful for the people remaining, you know, with my mom's stuff. And it's not like she had that much stuff, but it was a little tense between me and my brothers. Like, who's going to get this? Who's going to get that? I swear, mom Mm -hmm. said I was going to get this. Oh, no. She said I was going to get it. And it's like, oh, man. Always. We should have done this earlier. And she said we should do it. And to be honest with you, we were like, oh, mom. Aw. (laughs) No, I feel so bad. Um, but, yeah, that was excellent advice. And if you have had an experience that's made you less afraid of something, please let us know in the comments. Um, please feel free to call in anytime on I heard 80s at 1037, which is the best 80s music on the planet. 1-866-900-1037. I would love to hear from you. This is my new home. I Heard 80s at 1037. I'm no longer on my previous gig with uh the vjs and people always ask me about that but i'm here now with uh christy and karina and the greatest 80s music on the planet and our podcast talk talk with martha quinn until we meet again in episode number 127 i'm martha quinn i'm christy i'm karina miss you ready